Hello and today I have on the podcast the wonderful Jess Morris and Jess is a yoga instructor and a personal trainer and we are going to be talking well in fact she's going to be talking to us about how you combine strength training and yoga together the benefits of doing them together rather than just one or the other and I am just really curious to know more about this topic because I love strength training I also love yoga and uh, Jess has been doing this for a long time now. So, yeah, she's on the podcast to educate us all and teach us a few things or two about combining the both and the benefits of the both. And uh, we'll just get into into a good old chat. So, Jess, first of all, tell us who you are. Who are you? How long have you been teaching in yoga, PT? And where also did you do, do your yoga qualification? And this is just curiously because I would like to do mine in the future. <laughs> okay, hi. Um, so yeah, my name is Jess, yoga teacher, PT. Um, I've been doing yoga for 10 years. I've been teaching it for eight. Um, I did my training in India. Um, yeah, so I started, um, I started practicing yoga when I lived in New Zealand. And I think... I think from memory, someone said you should do it. I think more for the mental benefits, actually. It wasn't really a a physical thing that I was thinking about, although it became very much a physical thing, which also became a massive mental benefit, but we'll probably get into that. Um, Yeah, and then once I decided I wanted to teach yoga, I went to India and spent several months there doing my training and traveling around and just kind of immersing myself in the, the culture and then came back to England and started started my teaching journey uh, 2014. Nice. Over the years now I've been PTing for a year so I'm relatively new into the PT game but have been training myself in strength training for the last four years so again not a huge amount of time so it's you know you could say it's relatively new to me ish as well. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been a, a progression from yoga to training and now the perfect balance of two, both things, which obviously we'll talk about more. Amazing. And what um, what yoga did you sort of qualify in? Because there's different types of yoga, isn't there? Yeah, there's like a million different types of yoga. <laughs> uh, predominantly, I'm vinyasa flow trained. That's what I did my 200 hours um, in with an extra 100 hours advanced training on top of that. I'm also qualified in, in yin and aerial, although I don't teach those at the moment. Um, I, I like to practice them still, but I'm teaching just vinyasa flow these days. Uh, yeah, so vinyasa flow was, was pretty much the yoga I did at the beginning when I first started practicing it and I loved it and over the years I've experimented with various different yogas as well but I think the flow is what I always come back to and what I enjoy teaching the most because I like the kind of creativeness of it you can just go anywhere like there's nothing unlimited you can modify anything you can make stuff up as you go you can do complete like variations of, of anything that might be traditional so it's quite freeing to yeah. be able to just play with anything that you like, basically. Amazing. Like Can that. you share with us a little bit about your own sort of journey through yoga? What? Because I know some people turn to yoga for certain things in their life. You know, they might have like a moment in their life and yoga saves them. Or, you know, if there's anything that did you feel called to yoga at any point? And what's your journey been throughout your yoga practice over the years yeah like I said it it was definitely I definitely wasn't in the greatest headspace um 
at that point in my life. I was living uh, a great life in New Zealand, but you know, I was quite young. I was in my mid twenties. Um, you could say I was a bit lost, if you like. I didn't really know what I was doing. And I didn't necessarily mind that for a while, but um, I think you do get to a point, especially when you're getting towards your kind of mid to late twenties where you start to sort of think, maybe you do it with every sort of decade, start to think, well, where am I actually at? Or what am I doing? And so, yeah, I believe a friend of mine said, maybe try yoga because it is supposed to be very good for your mind. So the, the mental well-being that it, that it brings you. And I just thought, okay, yeah, I'll give it a go. Why not? Uh, didn't take it particularly seriously at first kind of dipped in and out um, and then I started committing a little bit more to it started practicing more regularly and it did become quite a physical thing I realized I really enjoyed the physical aspect of it but when you are active physically it, that affects how you feel mentally so although I was definitely more inspired by the physical aspect of the practice and more motivated by that you know slowly but surely over time that really does have a positive effect on how you feel mentally anyway so it, you get both benefits mm -hmm. um and yeah some big shifts definitely started to happen from that from that point on just in the way i saw things in the way i was able to communicate with people in how i saw myself and what i wanted myself and my future to look like and that took me on the journey then to to have the kind of light bulb moment where i thought I, I want to teach yoga. Maybe this is what I want to do. Because up until that point, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life career-wise. I'd never had a, a stable career or thought I'm going to be this or that. I was just bobbing along, just doing whatever. And yeah, and it was like, I think this is it. I think this is what I want to do. Yeah. And then started looking into courses and thought, let's go to India and do it because why not? Um, and it, I was at that period in my life where I could just go and do anything or go anywhere and didn't have any responsibilities or a child, which I do now and things like that. So I could just get on a plane and fly off. And that's what I did, essentially. And yeah, and it's it's led me to a lot of very good places, Amazing. physically and mentally. Great. That's awesome. I love I love learning about someone's back, like sort of back history and, you know, what they what led them to doing what they do now. Um, so we well, obviously, I've asked you to come on the podcast to talk about like combining strength training and yoga, because I know this is something you do. Um, just so everyone knows, I've been to Jessie's yoga classes and they're amazing. And she's also incredible. She's like you are pocket rocket. She's so strong. It's insane. Um, <laughs> I get caught that so often. <laughs> <laughs> she's also quite short as well heads the pocket rocket um, so in regards to yoga like uh, of well you know in my experience there have been a couple of times where I personally I, I mean I'm quite supple I've overstretched and I've hung out on my joints and that kind of thing have you because obviously you started off in yoga were there any times where you suffered any injuries and did you did that then lead you to go maybe I need to do something about my strength Talk to us about that. Oh, 100%. Um, I didn't have the strength realisation for quite a lot, 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 like quite a lot later, but 100% I used to hang out in my joints. You know, I'm, I'm, I guess I was naturally relatively supple before yoga, um, but I mean, nothing like I am now as a result of the yoga, but I wasn't going into it all like super stiff, like, you know, some people do. Um, so I got really quite flexible really quite quickly and that was 
yeah, it was a nice feeling, but it definitely planted this kind of seed of a bit of ego in my practice, hundred percent. And and then it was it was, I was very driven by wanting to do the fancy postures and being the person in class that could do those things. And uh, yeah, and you know, I don't want to look at it too negatively because it was very motivating and it's led me to a lot of good things. So I don't think it's necessarily negative to be motivated by the physical side of it, um, but it's certainly needed reining in a bit when I started doing things like overstretching my body and pushing my body into places that it wasn't particularly comfortable really if I actually you know felt my body and acknowledged the fact that things were hurting <laughs> a little bit but I was also young and it was the beginning of this journey so you, you're in a different headspace so I've pulled hamstrings and I've I think I've pulled one of my adductors before my inner thigh. And I went through a period where just everything hurt, really. Um, but I didn't. And this is when I started teaching as well, actually. And I was teaching at this point. Everything hurt. And I was teaching a lot. But I didn't want to talk to anyone about it because it doesn't really sell. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yoga teacher, you don't want to be like, oh, my body just hurts all the time. But it wasn't the yoga. It was it was how I was practicing and then becoming a teacher I was almost like now I've got to keep it up I've got to keep up the pressure then to, to still be able to do all these postures and push myself even though I was starting to realize that actually it probably wasn't doing me that much good um but the pressure to then be that was, was there um so yeah it was an interesting one I've definitely come leaps and bounds since then you know I'm a decade older than when I started I see things very differently and I'm just I'm glad I think you have to go through these journeys and I think most people probably go through similar at the beginning of their practice especially when they can start doing you know good looking poses that look nice in pictures and things like that but yeah I definitely needed to rein it in and start paying attention to what really felt valuable and productive in my body and this is the thing right you probably see this happen you probably see the person like me like rocks up that's like yeah I'm supple I'll, I'll just go for it whatever and in the back of your head you're thinking yeah she probably needs to scale that back and you know work on this uh, what yeah. what did you do in that point you know for anyone listening who's thinking oh that's me I rock up to yoga and my ego's all out and I'm you know got my leg above my head but actually it's really hurting like what did you do in that moment where you noticed that actually yes your body was hurting you weren't approaching yoga in the the right way did you go and like see a physio or did you just have a word with yourself what did that look like for you I used to go and try and sort things out with, yeah, sports massages and, and bits and pieces like that. But it's, you know, it's all just too temporary. And you go and have a nice sports massage and you feel better. But then I'd go and teach 15 hours of yoga the next week and I'd feel like a broken person again. Um, again, because of the style of yoga as well, vinyasa flow, as you know, it is very active. And um, especially in those first, those earlier years of my teaching, I used to teach really strong classes because that's what I liked and that's what I got a buzz out of. I'm much more gentle these days. Um, but yeah, so they were temporary fixes. Mm. And then really it just came to the point where, I guess it actually when I started strength training, things actually really started to change. Okay. 
And also, maybe just before that, I started kind of learning from different teachers. Um, so there's a guy called Jason Crandall, who's an American guy who I do his classes on, things like Glow, and he's got YouTubes and things like that. And he was great. So I was just started to get influenced by different teachers who were older and they were in a different mind frame. They weren't in the mind frame of push yourself into all these crazy postures like some other teachers that I used to sort of be inspired by when I was a bit younger. And and I guess I just I matured. I really is, is how I would put it. My practice matured. I matured. My influences started to change. And I started just to think I started to let go of the whole ego thing and drop a bit of the pressure to be this yoga teacher that has to be able to do all this this stuff that people want to see. Um, I still like being able to do a lot of that stuff. But I rarely show it. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So you're kind of influenced by people who are slightly older than you and, and they've has... been there, they've been through the journey themselves and, you know, they know what people like me were going through and they just teach you actually where the real value of yoga is. Yeah. And, it, you know, and, it, and that would looked quite different where I thought the value was initially when I first started. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So in regards to strength training then, how did you start to incorporate strength training into your because you know if you're teaching 15 hours of yoga and then you're strength training on top of that that's that's quite a lot now anyone listening is probably well I'm you know I'm not doing that I'm going to yoga three times a week four times yeah. a week but actually I would like to start strength training how how did you incorporate it and how do you go and you know go around advising your clients on how to incorporate strength training into you know your week your practice so I started, I started teaching yoga at a gym in Malvern um, and I hadn't really taught in that kind of environment. It's just a personal training gym, um, really nice little space. I te- taught in some big gyms before, like big commercial gyms, I just taught into the, you know, just gone and used the studio and left. But with the Matrix, it was different because you're in the actual gym. It's just a private functional fitness facility. And so I was in, started to get into that environment when I'm actually in the gym and I'm watching kind of the trainers work with their clients and I'm getting to know people and getting comfortable in that environment. And then I started thinking about maybe trying some strength training myself, uh, which I did in like the beginning of 2018, I think it was maybe January, and I started having some personal training sessions. And it just sort of slowly developed from there. I didn't necessarily think I was going to like it, um, but I. But it turns out I did. Like it was hard, but I enjoyed the challenge. And I started to see my body change in different ways, just like yoga had changed my body. And that was always quite motivating. Uh, strength training was changing my body even more in ways that I really, really liked. And I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> when you start to see and feel uh, improvements in your practice or in your strength training, it, it motivates you, it drives you forward, doesn't it? And then I started to feel much stronger in my yoga practice. And I could just see that the benefits coming from the strength training were showing up in my practice, but also the years of doing yoga were benefiting the fact I was starting to strength train. So I was starting to strengthen in quite a strong position, already being relatively strong, you know, yoga gives you a certain amount of strength and being you know having good mechanics being able to move my body having very good proprioception and awareness of my body so I was coming in from quite a strong position but even so 
the effects that the both things had on each other were amazing. Yeah, amazing, cool. Yeah, and that's the thing, like I think with yoga, it does teach you where your body parts are. I've noticed that with clients that I've, you know, coached before, if they've come to me from a yoga or Pilates background, they have an awareness of, you know, how to hold their body in certain positions. And it's great. And, it, you know, to walk in having practice yoga and then going into strength training, like you said, it does give you a level of physical body strength. You know, you're already kind of strong in a way. Yeah. Um, so how if you, you know, if you're ch chatting to a client and this is a yoga client and they're telling you, I'm, you know, I'm struggling with these particular injuries or, you know, I, I just don't feel like I'm getting enough out of my practice. How would you go about advising a client to kind of get started in strength training? Because I can imagine some clients will be like, right, I need to get to the gym three times a week. Or, you know, how does that work? Like, how have you taught somebody to combine both before? Well, a lot of people do seem to come to yoga uh, with various pains and bits and pieces like we kind of all do um, and they think that yoga is going to be a sort of a magic fix and I suppose in some cases it might be but I think in a lot of cases it just isn't and if anything it might make things worse uh, depending entirely on what the problem is of course um, and a lot of people yes they're restricted and they need they need better mechanics and they need flexibility but sometimes the problem is actually comes from instability where the issue is and this is the problem we see a lot in yoga is that there's there's such a driving force behind getting flexible and getting open and people want to be flexible and there's nothing wrong with that but if it's not done in a in a in the right manner you're just going to end up in various different types of pain and if you keep pushing through that pain, you'll never be out of pain, you know? So I try and, you know, talk to the, to the, to the students about what the pain is and where they're feeling it. And what, what do you think created it? Some people know, some people don't. And then it's about trying to teach them that you need to start stabilizing your body. It's all very well wanting to have open hips because that is beneficial for lots of different reasons and having open shoulders, etc. Um, but if your joints are becoming unstable, then they're just becoming vulnerable. And the pain is potentially linked to that very point. So you need to think about working in the gym, doing some kind of resistance training that's only ever going to benefit your practice anyway. So if you want to get better at yoga, then do some resistance training because it's going to get you to your goal faster and you're going to get there in a safer way unless you are practicing the kind of yoga that yoga that is very much focused on stabilizing as well mm. there are teachers like like myself and you know, there's others that are had do focus on that because they don't want people hanging out in their joints because they've been through it themselves but I would say majoritively especially new teachers you go to yoga and you're just going to be taught how to open things up in a, a potentially harmful way maybe not yeah. slam lots of yoga teachers but you know I think you just learn with time and through experience that you don't want to just be trying to get people to open their bodies yeah and I think as well having participated in you know a fair few yoga classes it's really hard on the yoga instructor yeah. and you know I've I've taught big group classes boot camps all sorts of classes in the past before body balance it's really difficult in a group environment to pinpoint somebody and say 
you're hanging out in your joints you know yeah. it, it's it's difficult and I think if you're not um aware of it yourself because for a lot of participants they're not aware you know that they're thinking they're going into these poses and, and doing the best they can and you know really focusing on that flexibility element but actually you know the yoga instructor in their head is screaming at this client like please stop yeah it's really difficult you know to be able to as a yoga instructor to be able to control you know a group of 20 people you know hundred percent really I definitely feel for you for you all in that way can you talk to us and this is actually a conversation me and Brad had the other day because he's started jujitsu he's been doing it for a year and a half now and he's realized how much like flexibility and mobility he needs for that particular uh, martial art can you tell us the difference between flexibility and mobility yeah well you know you want to be flexible like you want to have you know, a good range of flexibility in your muscles, i.e., you know, hamstrings or whatever. But you also want mobile joints. You want your joints to be able to to move in the way that they're designed to. You know, you want to be able to open your hips and roll your shoulders and you want to be able to flex your ankles and things like that. But, you know, you could have quite good mobility, but still have quite tight muscles in other areas. So, you know, the ideal scenario for a body would be to be flexible mobile strong and stable and that is kind of like a lot to ask you know for just for anyone to be all of those things but it is possible and it's possible I believe by pairing yoga and strength training I feel like that ticks all the boxes I don't think you can get everything from yoga and you can't get everything from strength training but if you have both you get everything you need and then you start to be able to use your body and make it function optimally for lots of different ways of moving so then you're not limited to only being able to move in a certain plane kind of thing you know what that means and and just being able to do things like jujitsu or whatever activity you feel like you want to take up the more ways you can move your body freely the more options you have yeah Amazing. Yeah, being flexible is important. Being mobile is important. Being strong is important, and being stable is important. Yeah, and this is the thing. Like my background is gymnastics, and you know we were taught in a way that was brutal in terms of flexibility stuff that, that they don't do now, and uh, you know being pushed down into splits on blocks and all sorts, hanging out of joints. And when I entered my own fitness journey, I entered it being very flexible and very mobile, but very unstable you know and and that's where I had to learn actually even though I was like I don't know like a rubber (laughs) so stretchy I had to learn to strengthen my body because I I've pulled hamstrings and that kind of thing before from being so supple so it is it is so key so in regards to your own sort of uh training and um yoga practice like what does it look like to you? Do you have a specific, like, this is my program, this is how many times I go to the gym and this is how many times I do yoga a week? Or are you quite flexible in your approach? I'm more flexible in my yoga. My training, I train four times a week, occasionally three, it's just a mad week, and very rarely five, very rarely any more than four. But I have, yeah, I train four times a week and I'm very structured with that. Uh, yoga, because I teach a lot of yoga, 
well, I mean, a lot less than I used to, but I still teach like five or six hours a week. And you do a lot of yoga when you teach yoga. It's not like personal training where you just tell people what to do, you know, demonstrate. Or a rep counter. Reps. Yeah. <laughs> With yoga, you do actually do pretty much the whole class. So I get a lot of yoga from that. And it is nice, obviously, to get some time just to do my own practice where it's not in front of people and it's just for me. But I'm way more just kind of flexible on that. And I just put it in as and where I can, essentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my training is is structured. Amazing. And with um, your participants to your yoga classes and that kind of thing, how might you advise if someone's coming to you saying, Jess, I think I probably actually need to do a bit of strength training. Like, well, what's your go to? Do you have a particular, OK, you should start with one a week or how do you kind of advise or is it very much dependent on, on the person you're, you're speaking to? Yeah, well, it is. Most things are dependent on the person that you're speaking to. Um, but ideally, I'd like them to come in and see me and we'll do a consultation and I'll you know if they're a student of mine I'm already going to know quite a lot about their body so I could either say come in and let's do a session together or come and see me for a few weeks and then you know I can write you something and you can go off and do your own thing in a gym because again PTing is kind of a luxury service especially like at the moment um, so not everyone's going to want to commit to paying for a session a week or two or whatever but it's good to get people in for a little bit, give them a firm foundation to kind of send them off with. They want to take it to a commercial gym or I can just give people pointers in class and stuff that they can do at home. Cause there's a lot you can do actually at home mm. uh, with things like, you know, the, the booty bands and resistance bands and things like that, especially if stability is an issue. There's loads of things I can give people to do at home. Um, so I just try and help as best I can. Obviously, I'd like to work with them one on one so I know exactly what they're doing. And then we create a program for them. Sometimes that does happen. I do have students that are PT clients as well. Um, but if that's just not an option, then I'll verbally give them as much information as I can for them to either take off with them or can give them stuff to do at home with pretty limited equipment. Yeah. And let's just go into particular postures then that you have found strength training really um, sort of combines well with. Like, are there any particular postures that you see, quote unquote, go wrong and you know, OK, I don't know, like a squat or a deadlift or something would really support that throughout your own journey and with clients? Is there anything that really comes up for you that you notice a big difference in? I think a lot of people find it quite hard to hold standing postures. Um, just the, the amount of leg strength required to hold like a solid warrior two or warrior one for, you know, extended period, let's say five breaths or something like that takes a lot of energy out of the legs. Um, and it's just really hard work. And obviously I see a lot of people struggling with arm balances, things like that. So the, all the squats and the deadlifts that you mentioned are absolutely phenomenal for building got full body strength and a lot of core in there as well, but a lot of power in your lower body. So you can hold those postures and those isometric holds in like warrior two and not feel like your front leg is going to like burn on. You're going to have to come out of it and you feel so much more powerful and you learn how to engage in the postures more as well. Uh, and things like, you know there's no there's no pulling in yoga at all it's just very much press 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 like I would say pretty much any time you've got your hands on the ground in yoga 
you're pushing into the floor. So there's an awful lot of pressing going on. So then you become imbalanced in certain ways. Uh, so you come into the gym and you start doing things like maybe bent over rows or TRX rows or maybe even pull-ups if you've progressed to that level. Um, and you start creating a whole nother type of strength that then supports the opposite. So you get really strong in pulling, which you wouldn't do any in yoga whatsoever. So your grip strength would probably be maybe not that strong because whenever when else would you be gripping things like you would do if you're doing pull movements in the gym um so you you strengthen your hands you strengthen your wrists you strengthen your forearms so therefore holding downward dog planks become so much easier because you're so much stronger and you can work on pressing the floor away more so i pretty much everything i do in the gym i can't think of anything that it wouldn't apply to benefits my practice my yoga practice it only makes things better mm. and and it's the same the other way around I can't think of anything that I do in yoga that doesn't benefit what I do in the gym I would say I have lost a little bit of flexibility and range through strength training because naturally I'm a lot stronger so my muscles are stronger um and I'm all right with that I'm totally fine with that I'm still supple enough you know, you don't have to be super, super, super supple, as you know. Um, so I think it's definitely important to make sure you maintain all your stretching and your flexibility work when you start strength training, because you will tighten up. So again, it's the balance of the two. I see a lot of people strength training and they've just got no range of motion, really, or it's limited. So you can only get so strong if your body can only move so far in terms of its range. And really, you can only progress your yoga practice so far if, it, if all you are is flexible mm. and mobile. So in terms of if you just do the, the one, the strength training or the yoga, it, there's limitations there. But if you combine the two, I feel like the possibility becomes endless. Yeah, there's a, there's a nice... Where you can progress to. Yeah, there's a nice sweet spot, isn't there? I was just thinking in my head because there's there's definitely two extremities, aren't there? There's the the yogi, and I'm thinking, and you'll know her name. I can't remember her name. She's really small, petite French lady. She teach she taught at Soul Circus a couple of years ago. Oh, I can't. Does she teach Kundal, Kundalini yoga or something? She's quite like famous. She's a complete vegan. <laughs> Um, I don't know her name. Anyway, I remember going to her uh, yoga at Soul Sanctuary and I did a couple of her Zoom classes in lockdown as well. And her flexibility was just insane to the point where it was too much. Like there was no way my body was going there. And that yeah. was because of my muscular structure. And yeah. I think because obviously when you start strength training, yeah, you do, you grow different muscles, your, your lats come in, that kind of thing. And that might prevent you to getting into certain poses in yoga. But again, that's probably an extreme pose, yeah. you know, and then you've obviously got the other end where you've got muscle junkies meatheads who literally have no mobility or flexibility whatsoever yeah. you know and and that's just the other end of the spectrum so yeah I definitely think there's a, a nice sweet a sweet spot there definitely. you know there has to be there has to be a balance you know if you are like a big if you are a big person male or female and you've got yeah big lats and things like that you know you're probably never going to do a forearm balance you know because tight lats is like forearm balance's worst enemy yeah you know it's not like every posture every yoga posture is for everyone anyway and that's the beauty of yoga right just like squatting and deadlifting this isn't necessarily for everyone I mean ideally we'd all do them 
it doesn't mean everyone has to do them. There's other ways you can modify those those compound lifts to make them suitable for 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 another person's body. And it's the same with yoga. So I think there's also that dropping the expectation that you should have to be able to do every posture because it's just not the case. Yeah. But there is a sweet spot and there is a balance between the two. Like just like with everything in life, if you if you strike a balance, then that's the the optimum place to be, basically. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And everyone's oh, balance different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, fab. So do you have any kind of final tips that you would give to anybody listening to this, maybe who is a yogi who, who or who is, you know, a complete strength junkie and are curious about either, either ends of the spectrum? Do you have any tips or advice for anyone just kind of listening to this? Yeah, I would say if you are thinking about it, just do it just go and talk to a PT or find if you don't want to do PT or if one-on-one is just not a viable option there's plenty of places that would do small group PT including our place in in Malvern um so you're sort of getting PT but on a small but not one-to-one they're usually groups of four maybe five max um and just start yeah experimenting with it like go into the gym maybe do a couple of sessions with someone and see how it feels and don't be kind of, it can be quite scary. I think a new environment, especially something like a big gym where there's lots of people and you're just, it's nerve wracking. Um, so just explore different places and get a feel for the place that feels right. And you feel like you can connect with, talk to personal trainers, find one that you connect with, even if you just are with them for a short period of time where you build a bit of confidence. And like I said, then you go off and, manage yourself or you might find that actually the value of spending one-to-one time with a PT is is enough to to stick with it and you're only going to see benefits as far as I'm concerned in your yoga practice if that's where you want to progress and vice versa yeah yeah how about for anyone who's who's looking to start yoga like never started yoga before are there any particular practices that you recommend starting with because <laughs> I say this I've done like different types of yoga but I actually started getting back into a practice I went straight in power yoga 90 minutes and <laughs> that's like that's typical me and I'm not gonna lie when I went to Laura's class for 90 minutes you know my ego was out I was like yeah I'm strong I can do this I was blowing out my ass. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. And I remember for about two days after, I was so sore. And I had like a program that I was following, a gym program. And I was like, I can't, I can't do that on top of this. Like, it's just not possible. It was just too strong for me. So I actually continued to go to that power practice because I loved it so much. Yeah. But I adapted my strength training because I just needed a day's recovery at least to to get back to it. So where could somebody start if they're looking for yoga classes? I guess it kind of depends on the individual a little bit because you like just chucked yourself right in the deep end and that actually worked out for you. Now for some people that's not going to work. They might do that class and they'll go, I'm never doing yoga again because they'll just be so like put off by the whole experience. So that wouldn't be the right choice for them to make. So again, it kind of depends on the individual. If you want to, if you want to start with beginners like start at the very beginning that was probably the best thing for for most people is to find a beginner's class or something that's a bit more might be a slow flow like I used to teach the slow flows online and and that would be a nice place to start or if you're a bit more like don't mind being chucked in the deep end go into a vinyasa class talk to the teacher and say look this is my first class 
I don't mind beginners personally coming into my class because I just say to them, look, this is how the class runs. We're not going to go super fast because I don't teach fast anymore anyway. It might be quite strong, but you just take your time with it. Don't feel any pressure to try and keep up or do things that you're not ready for. This is your practice and your time. So just rest when you need to. Watch what other people are doing um, and just be gentle with yourself with it. And, and usually that works for a lot of people. So they can come into say an intermediate class and still feel safe and still feel like they're not out of their league. Um, but for some people, it might be appropriate to just start right at the beginning with a teacher that is teaching you as a beginner and then build yourself up slowly. And it, yeah, like with anything, it's about finding what works for you as an individual. Yeah, absolutely. And I know now, like, I'm really excited to get back to yoga practice once I've had the baby. But I know there is no, I'm actually excited now. I've almost kind of probably done a bit, a bit of a you journey. I'm really excited now to go back and and build from scratch you know like really actually take it quite slowly and build myself up quite slowly because there's no way I'm going to be doing the arm balances that I was doing prior to pregnancy I mean I might be able to but who knows but it's kind of like I don't I feel like I'm going to go back to yoga for a different different purpose and different meaning now versus just going to have like an amazing workout yeah so your perspective definitely does change after you've had and not just in a yoga set it's just in life in general everything changes <laughs> how you see the world <laughs> changes and how you see yourself your body your practice changes and I think all in good ways to, to be fair you're just a lot more tuned in I think yeah. and you'll be kinder to yourself as a result and you'll have more appreciation for what your body can do and like yeah if you can still do arm balance is great or if it takes you a few months to get back to that great you know whatever you'll just enjoy being back in your body again yeah and, and loving everything that it can do yeah, absolutely one thing I was going to say because obviously you've got a son does he practice yoga does he do it with you uh, I have tried to get him to do it over the years but no he's not he's not really one for for doing yoga unfortunately but he does quite like the gym stuff now okay so I think he's definitely taken more of an in you know I've got bits and pieces here you know just like dumbbells kettlebell if I do work out here which I had to do a lot in lockdown he'd be coming in get involved I take him to the gym sometimes especially in school holidays because I have to and he just loves it it's like a playground for him he just <laughs> straight into the ways he wants to get on all the equipment which makes me very nervous but um but at the same time I don't want to kill his enthusiasm by being like no don't touch that don't touch that I'm like okay touch it just please don't break anything um but yeah so yoga not so much gym yeah he's more interested in that but we'll see Uh, yeah he's seven so there's lots of room to try and bring both into his life (laughs) we'll try and we've just paused I think I've lost Jess for a little bit so I'm going to just keep talking just because (laughs) her screen has just frozen oh there we go um the final thing I was going to ask you was where can people find you? Because I know sometimes you run workshops, you, you know, obviously teach classes. So where can people find you locally and online as well? Yeah. So um, I teach in Melbourne um, at a place called uh, Matrix Fitness. So I teach there on a Wednesday night and that's where I, and yoga that is at six o'clock. And Matrix is where I do all of my personal training from. 
I've got a couple of classes, public yoga classes at the Melbourne Spa, although you do have to be a member um, to attend those. And then I've got one-to-ones and I've got some private online stuff. Um, so I haven't got an awful lot of actual open public classes for yoga these days, other than the six o'clock um, on a Wednesday at Matrix. Um, but I do work one-to-one with people if anybody was interested in doing one-to-one or even a private group or two-to-one, etc. cetera. Um, but my website is jessicamorrisfitness.com and kind of everything's on there. So if, if anybody wanted to get in touch, you can get in touch with me through my website, ask me any questions jessica morris fitness underscore yoga on instagram and yeah i'm just open to to chatting to anyone really if anybody needs help with anything i am available fab i will share your uh, information in the show notes so anyone listening can get in touch with you do you have any retreats or anything coming up soon i actually do have a yoga retreat coming up in october so on the 23rd of october myself and my friend who's also a yoga teacher and a dance teacher and a pt actually uh, called kimberly lane um, we do retreats together this is our third one so it's a winter retreat sunday the 23rd of october it's just outside Malvern in a little place called um alfric um beautiful stunning countryside on this beautiful private estate which a couple own that I teach yoga to and they've built this amazing yoga studio which looks out onto the lakes and they've got a regenerative farm and it's just a, a beautiful beautiful place to spend some time and to do some yoga so that is happening that's on my website as well so there's more information on that and if anybody wanted to book or talk to me about it then they can just message me or email me yeah be happy to chat fab i will share that one as well awesome well jess listen it's been amazing to have you on and uh thank you so much for your time today i'm sure the listeners will find this helpful and hopefully if there's a yogi listening they're going to go and book their gym session and if there's a gym bro listening you won't regret it (laughs) they're going to go and uh book their yoga class do you have any um like online uh youtube yogas or anything like that available me personally yeah no I don't actually it's okay. not a world I've kind of delved into but maybe maybe at some point <laughs> is there anybody <laughs> very techy you mentioned a guy before is there anyone you recommend on the internet if, if in case somebody just wanted to tap into a YouTube yoga yeah. is there anyone that you quite like yeah this chap um he's called Jason Crandall and he's just great you know he, he's very like my yoga very anatomy based these days you'll learn a lot about your body it's not just about flowing through the postures it's about learning actually what you're doing in each posture and why and what's important and how to set yourself up and what muscles you need to engage or not engage so yeah it's really it's educational yoga for sure i'll find him on youtube and share that as well awesome thank you so much jess and um thank you you for coming on thank you for your time and thank you for inviting me i've loved it (laughs) i'm sure we'll speak soon